Hi guys, uh, today we have a good show for you. Today we have Alec Willis and Jake Burns, a part of uh, St. Louis Cardinals minor league system. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. yeah, cheers. Yeah, so I don't know who ever wants to take it first, but I'm kind of interested like how you guys got into baseball. You guys both come from different ba baseball backgrounds, so just really talk about that. Um, yeah, I'm Jake Burns. Um, I am from Sydney, Australia, and uh, yeah, just fell in love with the game from a young age. Um, I was like four, and I like picked it up at school and, um, and started playing then. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm Alec Willis, I'm from Colorado. And kind of the same thing, like my dad didn't really play baseball as a, as a kid, so it wasn't like passed down from him. Same thing, played t-ball, you know, just like rec sports for the kids in the neighborhood and then just kind of kept going from there. Yeah, so like what kind of what's like the baseball experience and getting to this point, I know like you had high school was a big thing. I know you played Little League and then when, uh, you know, how like what was your guys' process like? I mean, it's kind of like, in America at least, um, you kind of go through you know, your coach pitch and then your um, kid pitch and you turn like nine or 10. Um, and then once I reached 10, that was kind of like my, you can call it my travel ball start. And so we're kind of just trying to start playing tournaments when you're 10, um, up until when you're 14, kind of going out of state um, and just kind of like learning learning the game, really the fundamentals, and then really like once you hit 14 to 18, that's kind of when things kind of get into perspective, like, okay, am I good enough to play in college? Do I want to play in college? And then um, kind of like your 16 to 18 year, that's when your recruiting starts, and, um, and then just going from there. Was there like a moment when you knew like, you know, college or professionals like could be an option for you? I always knew I wanted to go play pro ball um, and be in the big leagues ever since I was a little kid. You know, I went, I went and watched um, the Rockies grew up loving Troy Tulowitzki. I thought I was going to be playing shortstop and throw ball instead of being a yeah. pitcher. But, um, but yeah, I think kind of, I always knew I wanted to go, um, I always knew I wanted to go to D1. Um, that kind of started like seventh, eighth grade year when people started learning about colleges. My brother's two years older, so he was looking at colleges at that time. And um, I guess it was, they really got put in, into perspective my sophomore year. He goes to trials my sophomore year. Um, that's kind of like when I hit 90 for the first time, and I was like, "Oh shoot! Like this could be a this could be a reality." Um, and that's a cool experience because um, I don't know, like calls start coming in, and you're like, "Okay, uh, I kind of know where I'm at now. Um, I can go live out my dream and play college baseball, and hopefully get uh, to the professional level after that." But yeah, I'd say after. After I hit 90 for the first time, I was like, okay, um, how can I put all my time into this? Yeah. So, like, Jake, how did you get, like, I know, like, what was your experience from getting, going through, I guess, the ranks? It's yeah. a little bit different than this. Yeah, so, like, in Australia, there's no high school baseball. Um, so, you kind of join a little league team, and I was fortunate, like, our little league team was really good. Like, we had a lot of good players, and I wasn't very good, like, until I was about 12. And so I was good, I was just like a lot bigger and like stronger than everyone. Um, so our team won, like was the best little league team in Australia, won that tournament, went to the World Series and saw what like playing baseball in other countries was like, which is insane because I come from a country where there's maybe only a couple thousand playing the whole like in the whole country to then get here and you see the American kids and like every kid on the team, like one through nine on the lineup, like is a start 
you know. Yeah. And then you play against Venezuela and, and Dominican Republic, same thing. So started there and I and I did really well. Um, and I kind of thought, wow, like I could maybe like take this game like a long way. A um, couple of years went by, and I played for Australia again in Panama um, in a World Cup, and that's when I started getting phone calls from like a lot of pro teams saying, hey, we want to make you an offer. Yeah. You're eligible when you're 16. So as an international player, when you turn 16 that year is when you can sign professionally, unlike high school. Like where were, you, were you ever looking at colleges or no? Not really, because I got like introduced to the like pro stuff so early. Like I got my first offer when I was like 14, not even 15 yet. The Texas Rangers offered me to be a pitcher. And That's so like, Getting that first off, you're like, yeah. oh, why would I need to go to college? Yeah. You know, you kind of already have it there. So I um, had a bunch of offers, kind of got to choose where I wanted to go. And when I turned 16, I um, signed with the Cardinals and, and yeah. So it was just like, you just played and you just got a bunch of, like, it's a lot different. I, I wouldn't talk about the draft process with you, yeah. you know, but uh, it's a lot different than like the draft process. You just like played and then mm -hmm. you got an offer. Yeah, pretty much you'd like, you play and no matter, where in the world you play, there's yeah. going to be scouts coming to watch. Like, I remember playing a local game, just like in my local field, like it didn't even have dirt on the field, it's just a grass field. Yeah. And that was like, because the international scouts are paid to watch you, you have like four or five like scouts watching like kids who like can't even pitch properly. Like they yeah. grew up playing cricket and they like bowl the ball at you like this and you're hitting. And they're, scouts, right. like, they're professional scouts, so they kind of monitor you, you pretty much from when you're 14 till when you can sign. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I know you committed to Minnesota. One thing I always like ask people, why do you think like high schoolers commit to like college a lot earlier in baseball than like any other sport? Because like I've seen guys commit when they're freshmen, eighth grade, but you don't see that in football or you know yeah. basketball. Yeah, I actually had a talk with someone about that last night. Um, basically, you know, there's the rules in college baseball now where the the player has to call the coach. The coach cannot contact the player until September 1st of his junior year. So I was in the, I think the first or second year of that rule. So um, I went through, I had to call the coach. I, you could, you could look back at my text streams and it'd be all these texts that I sent and absolutely zero texts that the other coach sent. Um, they're basically just, I'm gonna call you at 5 p.m. tonight. And those rules got put in place so people wouldn't commit early. And honestly, it didn't change a thing because there's loopholes. The college coach can go talk to, you, to your high school coach, your high school coach just talks to you. They can still offer you. You can't go on and visit, but you can do a camp. Like I did a, I did a camp at a college that uh, cost me $10 and, um, I'm so sorry, that's mine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so anyway, um, I did a call. I did a camp at a college uh, that was costing me ten dollars, and I was the only kid at the camp. So yeah, it was just a visit, and that was before September first, my junior year. So there's loopholes around it, and everybody knows about these loopholes. Yeah. Um, the reason why so many kids commit early is because it's it goes both ways. Kids commit early because coaches look at kids early, so. When a coach looks at a, a freshman and he offers him, yeah. and then a kid commits, now that chews up a bunch of money that the coach has. So now the, now the other players who are not committed, they kind of have to commit earlier because that money just starts getting chewed up. And so what I was going through, because I made my decision in November my junior year, I 
there was coaches that were like, hey, we need to make a decision within the next couple weeks, next month, because we're almost out of money and we have more offers on the table, which is fair. You know, they got the, they to fill their recruiting class. And so it's just the same thing, which is really hard because there's a lot of turnover in college baseball. There's a lot of coaches getting fired, a lot of coaches uh, moving to other schools. And so when your coaching staff, you know, isn't there, this coaching staff you commit to isn't there when you're at the school, it gets a little fishy. You know, there's not as much commitment in there. As, um, so I've had, I've, I've done a lot of people from Colorado at least that just kind of went through that and it's been unfortunate for some of them. Um, but it's ruthless, it's yeah. tough. And it's like one of the only sports you see high scores, you know, 18, 19 year old kids, you know, go to professional ranks and yeah. don't have to go to college. Um, I, I want to talk about pro ball for both of you, but the last one with you is like, what was the draft process like for you? And then the second part of the question is how hard was it to like, you know, not go to Minnesota and, you know, play here and do this? Yeah, so my draft process started summer of COVID, so 2020. Um, I got a text from an area scout. He was like, hey, can you call this questionnaire? That was it. I had surgery two weeks later. I didn't tell him. I was out of even having that surgery. Uh, had surgery two weeks later. Didn't hear anything basically until, I can remember the day, like first week of March. I think it was like March 5th. Um, ended up like 90 to 93 that day. Surprised me, so I think it surprised everybody. And then just kind of kept going up after that. And that's when like more scouts came to watch the games. So that's when it kind of got, um, I don't know what the right word for this is, but uh, kind of aggressive with scouts coming in and uh, filled out all my uh, draft portal stuff online, questionnaires, um, had all the talks with the scouts. And then finally draft day after the season. Um, and sorry, what was the other part of your question? Oh, how hard was it like not, you know, go to Minnesota yeah. and end up going for us? It's tough. I remember, I remember on draft day, I was texting my would have been roommate at Minnesota yeah. and I was like, Hey man, it looks like I'm going. And then two minutes later, I'm like, Hey dude, it's yeah. I'm not going anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, man, because you know you have a commitment to that school. You you know you've been on Zoom calls. I I never went on an official visit with yeah. those people because of COVID, but I was on Zoom calls with them. I was like, I want to go win a national championship with these guys. I knew a lot of guys because uh, I played against them in high school on that team. Um, but sometimes you know, sometimes it kind of felt a little bit selfish, but. I knew it was the best route for me. Yeah. So this one's kind of like both of you guys' answers. Like, what's your guys' transition? I know you guys both came in a little bit different times, but what's your transition like Pro Bowl then? You went like right before COVID, like a couple of days before, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, my first experience with Pro Bowl was I was 16 when I signed and they sent me to the Dominican Republic. Um, we have a complex down there yeah. for like the young international players. Mm -hmm. So, because you're too young to play in America, there's like a loophole and you can yeah. play in the Dominican, right? So, yeah. That's where you get all your like first training in. So it was different. No one spoke English. Um, everyone like pitched a lot faster than Australia. Like everyone was so much better of an athlete. Um, so that was tough. Uh, did that and then come back. Spring training was in March. My first spring training was 2019. So right before COVID yeah. hit. So COVID had just gotten really bad in Australia. And I thought, oh, this is good. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. There's no COVID in America get here, get the spring training, um, three days of like hard practice. Um, and then basically they said, look guys, um, I don't know if you've seen Twitter, but like we're going yeah. home. And so pretty much flew 
20, 26 hours here, got here three days, and then and just out. flew back straight yeah. away. Yeah, and then pretty much spent 12 months at home. How do you stay like ready for that? Well, the thing was is they didn't tell us. Like they told me, they said, hey, look, it could be two weeks time and you'll be back here. Yeah. You know, like the cases could clean up. So they, they just said, look, at any moment, be ready. So I stayed ready for 12 months, which I didn't because yeah. you can go and like do all the fun things, you yeah. know, like do whatever you want. I should have graduated high school that year, yeah. um, but I left because I was coming over to the States. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just didn't really get to live it up, but worked hard and then yeah. um, come back for last year, 2020. Yeah. So uh, what's your transition? Like I know that you just got drafted last summer, but what's that been like for you? Um, I think similar to him a little bit, just um, there's not a whole lot of guys that speak English. I think that's been the biggest part. Um, I think a lot of the coaches obviously, but a lot of the players don't. And it's a whole different style of baseball, especially coming from high school. It's just um, hitters are different, pitchers are different. Um, I'm not saying in a good way or a bad way, but uh, you kind of feel like in high school, especially like your league, you're in, in Colorado, you're like, okay, I'm one of the dudes. Yeah. And you come out here and you're like, well, everybody's a yeah. dude. You know, it's, it's kind of humbles you yeah. really quick. And so I think the biggest thing that I've learned out here is you got to play with confidence. You might even have to trick yourself a little bit with it. Um, you could get rocked for however many innings and then the next inning you can you can't go out there like a dog with, with tails and it's like you know you gotta you just gotta act like you're the best again and then just at some point it's gonna it's something's gonna click hopefully and you just gotta keep keep on the routine you know you don't want to uh you don't want to get behind anybody and you, you want to i don't know i don't know how to phrase this but you just gonna you want to keep doing stuff to get you better like every day like go in um, get better every day and then just at some point I think that'll truly separate you yeah I mean I'm interested because you guys you know both are out in the field together how do you guys like communicate with you know you said a lot of guys you know there's a language barrier how do you guys go out there and, you know try to play a successful you know game together as a team um, I think the thing is is like kind of play it like a little bit of a game you know like you just mess around with them you guys have like lucky I went to the Dominican and I learned a lot of Spanish while I was yeah. there, so I think out of like the white guys that speak English, like I'm kind of a bridge, but yeah. kind of not at the same yeah. time. Um, but you just have fun with it. Like we are all we're all baseball players, yeah. all play the same sport, so it's actually kind of cool the fact that we can get along yeah. and not even know the same words as each other. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my three years of Spanish in high school is kind of like it's <laughs> taken me it's taken me so far. <laughs> yeah. I. I did three years Spanish. I couldn't tell you like five words. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I no. And then when you really have to do it, like when it's like, all right, I really need to like get this. Doesn't matter how much Spanish work you did, you always forget. No, because I can't conjugate a sentence. Like they act exactly. like they act like they're just gonna be fluent. Like yes, I know words, but like that doesn't help me. Like yeah, I can say banana, but like that doesn't help me. <laughs> anything. Like, that's what I. That's what I always. I always found that so interesting because like the more I've done this, the more and more the guys are like. It's nice to like, talk to you that like actually speak English and like you know everything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys both had you know spring training this year. I know it wasn't your was this your first or not second? Uh this past spring training was my third. Third? Yeah. So yeah. what was your like spring training experience like? And do you, do you guys get to like feed off a lot of the older guys like you know the MLB guys? Do you talk to them a lot or 
Yeah, I think, I think Willis, like me and Willis were actually talking about this the other day. Um, there's always a couple of big leagues. Like we're around the big leagues yeah. all the time. Yeah. They'll play in our minor league spring training games to get extra work. Um, but we were saying there's always one or two guys that really love to help young guys. Yeah. Um, mine was Yadi Emelina, the yeah. catcher. Um, because I'm a catcher, he's always with us. He's a legend too. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. He's go. He's yeah. the go. And every morning I'd walk into the batting cage to do some catching work, yeah. and he's the first one in there, like stretching, like you can tell he's old and, yeah. and all that, but he's the first one in there getting ready, and, and he'll be the first one to pick you up, like help you out, or or like congratulate when you've done something good, you know? Um, so I know Yadier was like my big one, um, and, and especially the big league coaches too, they're happy to walk past you go, oh, hey, bud, like, how you doing? They might not know your name, yeah. but at least like they're always there to kind of help mm-hmm. however they can. Yeah, because you guys are all still part of the same organization. That's right, yeah. 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 Was there a guy for you? Yeah, um, so Dakota Hudson was in rehab last year, so yeah. I met him. I just kind of asked him a bunch of questions last year. He asked me questions, which was really great. And then once I got to spring training this year, um, one of our coaches put me in contact with him again. We had yeah. like a 30 minute talk just about throwing breaking balls, even, even just arm action, because we have similar arm actions. And that's been really great. I think, um, I don't think there's really a sense of, I'm not afraid, uh, like competitiveness yeah. between the players, like, oh, we're competing yeah. keep for the same spot. It's just guys trying to help each other. You know, you play catch with the guy, he's giving you feedback on your breaking ball stuff, just as you were this to him. And then another guy, he was actually in rehab with uh, Dakota last year. Uh, so they're both at the complex, complexes. Jake Walsh, same thing. I think uh, Jake knew him really well too, just asking yeah. him questions. He's now a big leader, got called up last week. Yeah. And so, um, and then there's a lot of guys with a lot of knowledge, yeah. Yeah, whether it's in rehab or just in spring training groups. So you just gotta pick everybody's brain. Yeah, I think that's something like as a fan, like when I get to go, it's cool to see like everyone's so close knit and like you can tell it's like, it's an experience like no other to go to like spring training. You, I mean, you never get that close to the players and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah. I was wondering what your guys' experience was with that. Um, so right now I know you guys, you, you just came from like a game, you play like inner squad, right? Is that what you guys do right now? Or yeah, yeah. So, so we still play against other teams. Um, they still count score and all that, yeah. but it, it doesn't count to like stats and numbers mm-hmm. and all that. So we still play, we played against the Astros today. Yeah. Um, and it didn't really count because if yeah. the pitcher throw too many pitches in an inning, they'll just roll over you, uh, roll it. So then if you're on offense, you jump on defense. And, and so it's a pretty relaxed, but still competitive yeah. game. Yeah. So my biggest question is like, what's next for you guys? And like, what's your guys' individual like goals right now? Um, I think the ultimate goal is like to get moved up. Yeah, you know, that's everyone's uh-huh. dream is to keep taking it one level at a time. You know, you, you can look at the big leagues all you want, but like really, there's still five or six teams we need to yeah. we need to get promoted to, and then go from there. So I think that's you probably say the same thing. Like probably stay stay healthy. Number one, number two, work for that next one. Yeah. You know? What, do you guys notice like a big difference? Like, cause see, I, I mean, I've had time for tennis to you know see the different levels of you know the sport. Like, there's the futures, and then there's challengers, and then there's the world tour. Where, you know, guys like we talked about Kyrgios, better. Like, there, like you can see there's a difference, but it's not that big. But like, but do you guys notice like a difference? Like, and what is that difference that you guys notice between like a guy like you know there and you know that? I think the biggest thing is consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, like everybody in our in our organization can throw a good change up. It's just all about 
can you throw a great changeup when you want to throw a great changeup? <laughs> yeah. I gave her, like, same thing with every other pitch. I think big leaguers are big leaguers because they're one, they're really good at baseball, yeah. and dude, they, they can do it basically yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I think about it. Yeah, yeah, everyone grew up, like, in our level, all the, like, pretty much everything's the same. Like, guys throw the same speeds, everyone has the same stuff, people have the same amount of power, sometimes more. Um, but like you said, it's the ability to just wake up and do it every day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, guess we talked about it, like I was when I was talking to guys, they said this is like the time when they have a lot more like free time than they would normally have. Like, what are you guys up to like in your free time when you're not on the field? What are we doing? Um, beach. Beach a lot. Yeah. We tried fishing. You have a car? Yeah, that was the biggest thing. I didn't have it last year, but this year it's been like it's been huge. It's like college. I need a car on yeah. college. It's, you're stuck on. It's a lifesaver. Like four wheelers got here. Yeah, I like had couldn't travel anywhere. If I wanted to go somewhere, I'd Uber. Yeah, and then I want to save money, so I wouldn't Uber and mm -hmm. I wouldn't go places. But this year, we drive out. We've been going to hockey games. Yeah, the Florida Yeah, Panthers. I'm trying to go to. I think to play a night game too. Yeah, I'll play night. Night. Yeah. yeah, big game. Yeah, so we've been going to some of those. Um, gonna follow in the Stanley Cup. So. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, it be Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's Battle of War. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, since coming to America, is there like, what's one thing they have here they don't have in Australia that's your favorite thing? Favorite thing? I don't really know. Um, definitely food. Like the food here, the like fast food and stuff. We only have McDonald's, KFC, Subway. Um, you have Chick-fil-A? Nothing. That, we only have those three. And we have uh, Hungry Jacks. Willis always laughs about them. Like, <laughs> We have Hungry Jack's, which is Burger King, but they changed yeah. the name. It's the same restaurant, yeah. but like, that's what we have. So when I come here, like, I pick out on like Chick-fil-A, Chipotle. Chipotle is like yeah. gas, obviously. Um, and Outback, I don't know what Outback's about. Like, we don't even have Blooming Onions in Australia. That's just like some, <laughs> some BS that they made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, it's something that I always wonder, cause like, you know, Athletes like top of their sport. I mean, people don't talk about it enough, but I feel like there's a lot of like you gotta deal with a lot of pressure. I mean, for me, my biggest pressure was first tryout in high school, like that varsity tryout. Like I knew like I was better than most of the team, but it was still like making that was the most nerve wracking. Like, how do you guys deal with the pressure? And what was that like one moment for you guys where you know you had to deal with it and like you overcame that? What was the biggest? I think um, I think that goes back to playing with confidence. It's just, like I said, you gotta trick your mind and believe that you're the best. But I don't think I've really hit that point where I've, um, I might be, honestly, I might be going through it right now. Just like learning pro ball, it's tough. You know, it's it's a mental struggle, it's a physical struggle. And I think I'm kind of going through that right now. Probably what he experienced in his first couple um, spring trainings and his first years in pro ball. But yeah, I'll let him answer these, but I'll answer me. Um. I think it's just realizing that it's just a game. You know, ultimately, like, we, we're privileged to just play it. You know, like, like we chose to do it, and, and it's meant to be a fun thing. It's, you play baseball or you play tennis because you love it. Yeah. It's not just because you have to play it, yeah. you know? So you ever find that you're in a spot where, and I'm, I'm the biggest culprit of it. Like, I was always, a, like, a stress head, and yeah. like, lots of performance anxiety yeah. and stuff, but once you, once you begin to realize that there's more out there than just the game you're playing, you enjoy it. And when you enjoy it, 
nothing matters. Yeah. You know? so. And I think it's like those hard moments when you like are in them. You, it, like it's hard to get out, but once you get out of it, like you learn so much, and like it's like it's like beating one you know, barrier. It's like you got to get through that first barrier, and then mm -hmm. it's good to go after. That's yeah. Like, yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like like today I sat through a three-hour game just on the bench. Yeah. Just, it, it sucks sometimes, yeah. you know. And then you got to realize that okay, one, you chose to be here. Two, yeah. there's a lot worse options out there. Yeah. You know, you know, I look at my friends and they're all in school and they're having a good time and they're also complaining to me how hard class is too. Not nah. and. It's fun not being in class. It's fun being able to go to the beach every single day. Yeah. And it's fun getting to play baseball for a living too. Yeah, it's something not a lot of uh, you know a lot of people get to play. Um, one the last question I always I always finish off with. So like when your guys' baseball careers are over down the line, how do you guys like want to be remembered? It's a hard question. I mean, I guess the ultimate goal for everybody is to be a Hall of Famer. You know, and I think you want to be you want to be the best. Um, I think. That's what I want to be perceived as from the fans, but from, from guys like Jake and uh, future teammates, you know, a competitor, a good teammate, and just someone that they can trust and be around. I think that's huge, just having people around you that um, that you just want to be around. I think that's the biggest part. Yeah, pretty similar. So obviously, you know, like, you want to be on a winning team, you want to, you want to win, like, win a ring, you want to yeah. go to the Hall of Fame, all that. But obviously, like being a good person comes first. You yeah. know, you want to be that guy that, like you said, there's a lot of trust. Like when you're on the field with other people, you have to trust in someone else to get a job done for you. So definitely, trust is a big one, and um, just being the best guy you can be. You know? Yeah, no, I I, I found out I was interviewing a guy on the PJ tour about to play PJ championship. Actually, is playing now. Uh, he said, when if he can end the day like the you know the the gatekeeper, like everyone that works there, if they can say, hey, man, he was a good guy at the end of the day, that's like what he wants to be remembered as. And that yeah. is like, you know, a guy who's you know, competing for majors and different things. It's like, that's what that's what matters the most to me. So I, I found that very interesting. One other thing I was just thinking about, because a lot of like high school, you know, college, you know, middle school athletes watch this. What would be like one piece of advice you would give an athlete, you know, trying to you know, make college, trying to you know, make the varsity team, or trying to like, you know, eventually go pro? Um, it's like, obviously that's like the ultimate question that everyone asks yeah. themselves, you know. Um, and I think it's just believing what you got. There's, there's people you play against, you see really good players. At a say you go to a tryout and you see all these kids that are like, wow, that guy's good, yeah. he has this, he has that. But if you just show up and you go, this is what I got and I'm gonna play the way I need to play, then that's, that's how you win games too, you know. Like if you see another team and you're like, oh, they have this player, they have that. Yeah. But if you just do what you do best, and, and just worry about yourself, I think that's that's ultimately all you can really do. Um, that's in the moment. When you're outside of the moment, obviously, before you go to a tryout, you can put in the extra hours, do do what you need to do to, to make that moment yours. You know? yeah. uh, my advice to a high schooler during a trial, um, I would say just, just don't give up. Um, you got four tryouts in high school, you got four years, so and a lot can change in those four years, especially in high school. What you're looking like when you're 14 versus 18 is totally different. Um, I can testify to that. I think I grew six inches and gained 65 pounds yeah. in high school, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of kids who are really good when they're 14 who aren't that good when they're 18. They stop growing and all that. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I feel like for myself, I don't think I gave up on myself because I mean, you can look back and see 
how many MRIs I had in high school. Um, a lot of a lot of setbacks, and I feel like it would have been really easy to say, okay, you know, this isn't for me. I don't want to keep doing this. And I saw it a lot with I don't know people close to me where it's like, you know, they realized that they weren't the best anymore, and um, they kind of gave up on it, which really hurts me because it's like we we grew up thinking, oh, we're gonna go pro together, we're gonna go to college together, and then it was just like two different paths for us. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, honestly, just stay true to you um you're gonna get jealous of other people at some yeah. point someone's always gonna be better than you but i would say use it as motivation rather than using it as self-pity yeah no I, I couldn't agree more i've seen that at the college level like this year was the biggest learning curve and i can't attest to that um boys i really appreciate you guys coming on it means a lot i wish you guys the best of luck definitely gonna try to catch a game soon so thank you guys yeah, yeah. No, thanks for having thanks us. For having us. Yeah.